thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. There's a series on Netflix called Is It A Cake? Oh, there's a gasp there. Put your hands up if you've seen the programme. Is it, is it Cake? I think it's called, okay? It's an amazing programme and it's very simple. People create cakes that look like other things and someone then has to guess, is it cake? Sounds simple, but it really isn't. There are trainers that look like cakes and cakes look like, no, cakes that look like trainers, not trainers that look like cakes, that would be stupid. (laughs) There are cakes that look like trainers and they sit there on this podium and they've got to decide for a certain amount of money, is it cake? And then they get a knife and if it's a cake, obviously they slice into it and it's a cake. If it's not, they cut a trainer in half. I don't know. We've got to decide, is it cake? And there are some amazing, amazing things. If you look on YouTube, there's a hamburger, but it's a cake. There's a rubber duck, but it's a cake. It's amazing. Those are just three things. You're all going to go home. Jeff Chad always listens to these things, and he went home and watched The Princess Bride and was very disappointed once. (laughs) But uh, as you wish, yeah. Um, But is it cake? It's quite amazing. Quite amazing. My my mum was quite an amazing cake maker. She did sugar icing. And she used to make the flowers that went okay. And honestly, you would not know. You, they were good, weren't they? Because you're a florist. You wouldn't know whether they were icing or flowers. She could have gone on, is it, is it flowers or icing? Not, is it cake? You know, but she was incredibly skilled. She used to come into school when I was a teacher and make icing sugar snowmen with the children. And she would show them how to do it and she would bring all the materials and she would make these little snowmen. But the children would go home with a very similar looking snowman, not quite exactly the same. It was a little bit worrying once when I was teaching at Isleth School. And at the end of the lesson, she said, I've got some bits left over if you want any marzipan and other stuff. And one of the parents came in the next day concerned that their child had been given to mazapan. Um, <laughs> but hey. But we're fascinated by programs that show skillful people, aren't we? You know, the Great British Bake Off. Any fans? Okay, you know, Strictly Come Dancing. Okay, skilled people. The sewing bee. Alison, I bet you're into that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, the sewing bee. Musician of the year, maybe. And we love to watch people who are naturally gifted and talented. Would you agree? Yeah, and I think in our church, we've got a lot of people like that. You know, and Shirley Waters, she can fix anything out of material. She can fix anything. I had a hole in a neoprene running jacket that got caught on my chair in my car. And I thought, she'll never fix this because the material's weird. She fixed it. Amazing. You wouldn't know. Quite incredible. And it's a good job I've lost weight because it's a little bit smaller than it was. But hey, <laughs> but it's good. So today, we're looking at one-hit wonders. And, and it's a one-hit wonder who was an incredibly skillful person. He was gifted. He was talented. He was skillful. And the only reason he's mentioned in the Bible is because he was skillful. And he did something quite incredible. So we're going to read the whole chapter. Well, we're going to read the first 11 verses, but we're going to apply 
some of the rest of the chapter as well, because this whole chapter, where Bezalel is his name, is particularly mentioned, is used to show a lot of themes of the whole Bible. And often we miss those things if we don't stop to think about them. So let's read, if you've got your Bible with you, Exodus 31, verses 1 to 11. If you haven't, the words should come up on the screen behind me. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, I don't think it's the spoon bender, the son of her of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Moreover, I have appointed Oholiab, son of Ahisamach, these are good names, aren't they, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. Also, I have given ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I've commanded you, the tent of meeting, the ark of the covenant law with the atonement cover on it, and all the other furnishings of the tent, the table and its articles, the pure gold lampstand and all its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils, the basin with its stand, and also the woven garments, both the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and the garments for his sons when they serve as priests." and the anointing oil and fragrant incense for the holy place, they are to make them just as I commanded you. Whew, 11 verses of there's going to be skillful people who are going to do this, 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 this. There are going to be people who are able to do this. I have already provided them. You know, the Bible tells us God has already given us everything we need. It's what it says. God has already given us everything we need. And here we see a situation where Bezalel or Bezalel, I'm going to call him Bez. Just don't think about the Happy Mondays, okay? Um, so Bez is a master craftsman. And we're told a few things about him. And as we look at these verses this morning, there's three things we're told about him. And there's three things that we need to recognize we can be told about ourselves. So the first one is this. It says in verse 2, God says, I have chosen him. I have chosen him. You know, when you think about chosen... All sorts of thoughts come to mind, don't they? You know, there's all sorts of feelings you might have connected to that word. It might be that you've been chosen to do a job. It might be that you've been chosen to go on a date. It might be that you've not been chosen for a job. It might be you've not been chosen to go on a date. It might be that actually you've never been chosen and you feel actually you're not good enough to be chosen. Well, the Bible tells me that God has chosen us. The thing is, are we going to accept that he's chosen us? That is the difference. So if you think you're worthless, if you think you're not good enough, if you think, actually, who could want me? The Bible tells me God wants you. God wants you, and he's chosen you. So right out of the gate with Bez, it says he was chosen by God. You know, I taught at Newbounds, and it, I've only ever had three job interviews in my life, and one of them I didn't get, the other two I did. And actually, the one at New Bands I really wanted because it was linked to music, even though my degree's not music. I won't mention what it is, you all know. But after I got the job, I was told that one of the things that clinched it over the other candidates was because I did something different. I played the piano and I sang. And actually, I did that because I liked doing it. Not because I was thinking, oh, I'm great. But I played the piano and I sang. And actually, for someone who was bullied and criticised for their musical ability, that was quite something to hear. That I'd been chosen 
because it's something I just enjoyed doing. Something I enjoyed doing. You know, Alan said in the leadership meeting the other night, he said, if you do a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Don't know if that's completely true sometimes. I think, you know, I've done jobs that I do love and there's times where I think, mm, yeah, there's been times where I might look on indeed for something else that's easier. But actually, we've been chosen. We've been chosen to do good things. So for someone to be chosen when actually they didn't really feel that good about that quality, that's something, isn't it? You know, God chooses you no matter who you are. God says, I want you. I want you. I love you. I need you to be on my, I need you to be on my team. I've chosen you. And so right at the beginning of this one hit wonder, Bez, we can see that God has chosen him. Maybe you've always been chosen last, or maybe you think you're just not chosen at all. And today, we've already sung it. If you've sung the first words of the morning, it says, I am chosen. I am free. And that is what God promises us, that we're chosen, that we're good enough, that we're free to be all those things. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 says we're chosen. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 10 say this, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and it's not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And it says, for we are God's handiwork. You are the product of a skillful, creative God. You are God's handiwork. Some of you are sitting looking at me going, and I doubt that verse myself as I look out, I have to say. <laughs> but you are God's handiwork. Say it, come on. I'm not one of those people who normally gets you to say affirming things, but I think it's important. Say, uh, so turn to the person next to you say, I am God's handiwork. Very good. At home, say it to your dog. That's fine. I am God's handiwork. You are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus. What you're created for? To do good works, which God has prepared in advance for you to do. In other words, he's chosen you. And he's chosen things for you to do. And you are his handiwork. That means you're, his, you're not his second best. You're, you're his masterpieces. Whatever you think of yourself right now, you are God's masterpiece. And he's chosen you. But he also wants you to choose him. And that's what we need to hear. Chosen to do something with our lives. Chosen to do good things. The question is, will we accept that choice? Because God will never, ever force you to be on his team. God will never, ever force you to make a decision for him. But he has chosen you since the beginning, before you were born. He has chosen you, and he's chosen to love you, whether you choose to love him in return. So the first thing about Bez that we know, not that one, the craftsman one. Those of you who are a bit older, there used to be a, a guy, I need to explain myself, I think. There was a band called the Happy Mondays, lots of drugs around in the 90s, and he didn't sing, he did nothing at all, other than he stood at the front of the stage with a pair of maracas, going like that. The first time I ever did karaoke at university, I was quite nervous to get up and do it. And my friend said, it's all right, I'm tone deaf, I'll be Bez. So I stood up and I sang and he stood there going like this. And it went down a storm, it was great. But actually, I've been chosen. So the first thing, Bez was chosen. Second thing, Exodus 31 verse 3 says, not only is he chosen, but God says to Moses, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. And what flows from that? 
with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. I have filled him with the Spirit of God. And from the Spirit of God flows everything else. I filled him. You know, when I think of filled, I think of an all-you-can-eat buffet. You know, I was told once that Weight Watchers had changed their way of doing things and you just have supposed to eat till you were full. Can't do that. I have to eat till I'm well and truly full until I actually can't walk out of the restaurant. Anyone with me? It's not good. It's not healthy. Don't do it. It's not good. Okay? I, I, you know, to be filled means to be filled completely, to be complete, to be whole, to be all of those things. And the Spirit can fill us, not just completely, but to overflowing. And when we feel like we're running out, God pours more in, and he pours more in. And he says, I've chosen you, and I'm going to give you more than enough. I'm going to give you more than enough. You know, we are filled with the Spirit of God not to be super holy and spiritual. We're not supposed to, we, we read a book in book group at the moment and it talks about how people sometimes attribute everything to, to God's choice. Like, you know, I looked out of the window and I saw a sunrise. It was a sign that I've got to go to this university I wanted to go to anyway. You know, that's not God. God will sometimes affirm things, but God also gives us choice. Choice to make really stupid decisions sometimes. Choice to make good ones. But the choice ultimately is, do we follow him? Do we follow him? So God isn't just interested in us being super spiritual. We might think there are different levels of gifts. You might sit there on a Sunday thinking, well, the, the worship band are great. We've got some talented musicians. You know, Steve obviously is relegated to the front bench over here. The reason he's playing that is to get him up to speed so that he can play in the band. Friday, we had worship practice, and we had Megan and Katia joining in for the first time. And actually, we've got two keyboards. We're going to start chucking one of them on in the back, whether they like it or not. <laughs> and actually, they'll be great. But we might think there's different levels of gifts. You might think that the people out the front are superheroes of faith. Not true. <laughs> I'm not going to ask. You might think that there's different levels. You might think that the people up here, you might think that I've got it all sorted. You might think I am a superhero. I am not. God has just chosen me and he's filled me and he's using me for what he's planned for me to do. Do you know he's got a plan for you to do something too? It might not involve standing here. It might not involve standing there. It might involve being all over the place and we'll come to that in a minute. You know, the people at the front are not extra special they're just filled. But do you know what? There are other people in this room who you don't see on a Sunday morning in front of a camera or in front of a congregation who are also filled. And God has given them other things to do. So, here's an immediate theme from the whole of the Bible. It says he's filled with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is involved in creativity and in calling. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 2, very famous verses. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the darkness, over the waters. What was involved at the beginning of creation? The Holy Spirit. Then we see in Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 35, Mary is told she's going to have a baby, and the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. The power of the Most High God will overshadow you. What does that mean? It means the presence of his spirit. It means his protection. We used to sing a song, living under the shadows of his wings, I'll find security. He's protecting. You know, Bezalel is present in this creative process. He's been told to make a tabernacle where basically it will be protection from the hot desert sun that they're wandering around in. It will be overshadowed by the presence of God. And actually, if you look at the meaning of Bezalel's name, Bezalel's name means in the shadow of God, under God's protection. That's amazing, isn't it? That God would choose somebody who was named in such a way to be used in that way. That's incredible. Incredible. And actually, God is present at the beginning of creation. He's present at the beginning of a place to worship in the wilderness. He's present at the opening ceremony of it. He's present when Mary is told she's going to have a baby. He's present at the beginning of the church as the disciples are filled and filled so that they can go out to make disciples of all nations. The Holy Spirit comes after you, recognize you've been chosen. And from that flows everything else. And even though Israel and the rest of us in Barrow and Furnace today and wherever you're watching on camera regularly choose our own way, there is still grace and God still chooses you. God still chooses you. So Bez is filled with the Spirit and from that flows wisdom, understanding, knowledge and all kinds of skills. Skills to make, to create, to teach. Back to Ephesians 2 really, chosen and filled for the good stuff God has in front of you. So Bez is a master craftsman. He makes workmanship. God is the master creator. He makes masterpieces. You are made and created. I was quite good at the piano, even though I didn't really think it. I could play pieces of music up to grade eight standard. But then if you sat me in front of a piano with some worship music, I was useless. Absolutely useless because the music isn't written very well. That's my excuse. You know, I could play all those pieces, I could play all the scales. I've always felt there's a natural ability to music as well as things that can be learned and taught. You know, there was a woman at our school who always wanted to have singing lessons. The joke went that whatever she sang, it always sounded like Patsy Cline's crazy. Didn't matter. And she was tone deaf, she wasn't good. So she decided to book singing lessons. And just before the first one, the teacher died. So she took it as a sign. Anyway, maybe she wasn't destined to sing, or certainly not destined to sing in any way other than for herself. But actually, we all have a gift within us that God wants to raise up. When it came to playing in church, I could not play the piano. I couldn't play by ear. I couldn't play without the music. I couldn't do it without every single note written down. But I can pinpoint a moment in my life, when I moved to Barrow and Furnace and was part of this church, where God suddenly went, now. I can't play the classical stuff as well anymore, but I can make it up on there, because that's actually easier than you think it is. It might sound impressive, but it's easy if you know your scales and your arpeggios. And actually, I can see a moment where God filled me and said, now I can use you. So it wasn't about me and my skill. I had it in me. But God brought it out of me. But it isn't just about music. It isn't just about me playing the piano. You know, if I said to Joel, Joel, get up. Can we have the bass on the sound? Just play, play us something in, a, what key are you going to play it in? Something fairly less complicated, quickly. I haven't got all day. <laughs> okay. 
start playing something, what key are you going to play in? E. E, okay. Right? So Joel has honed this skill, you know? Joel also couldn't sing when he was younger. Howard Leroy tried to get him singing the notes and he couldn't do it. Now he can. I remember him singing something at NGM from Les Miserables in the, in the kitchen at the old building. He sent me a video and I stood there applauding. It was that good. I was on my own, clapping an iPad, but I did. Okay? So Joel can do that, Aaron, get on the drums and just do something. Anything. Now while they're doing that, who can't play the piano? Who has no idea? Right, Faye, quickly, come on, because I know you'll come on. Okay. So, press that one on the beat for now. Okay, right. So that's the beginnings of it. Okay, we've got some drums. Okay. Okay. Somebody else who can't play the piano. Alan, you put your hand up. Come on, quick, quick. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. We're going to try. Okay? You're going to alternate now. You're going to play that note and you're going to go alternate. Wait. One. Not very exciting, but it's a start, isn't it? So actually, we've got some skilled people who can do this. So, you know, very trained people who have also been filled. They're getting out of time. So I need to... Do you want to stop? You had enough? Okay. okay. Now, if we'd have had time, I could have given them, if I'd have had five minutes, ten minutes on their own with them, I could have given them something that sounded a bit more interesting. Because Bears was given skills not only to do, but to teach and pass on. I think it's really exciting that Steve's playing the bass over there, because Joel's passing on his skill. You know, Wes is teaching Logan some drums, he's passing on his skill. I've got one of the doctors coming, Joseph, I don't think he's here this morning, um, playing a bit of keys. Not, oh, he's there, hello. He's got skills on tech as well. That's amazing. Didn't see you hiding up there. Because actually you can pass those things on. And actually that's a good thing. But it's not just about music. Around our building, there are lots of things. Where, where, oh, they're over there. I moved them. You may just walk past this quite regularly. Um, Naomi, oh no, I want you for something else. Marie, can you come and hold this for me? <laughs> hold that up. I'm going to go as quick as I can because I've only got two minutes and 52 seconds, apparently. Um, Laura, come and hold this. You knew I was going to choose you. It's like Pokemon. You can hide behind it. And actually, look, she's dressed like a leopard. Okay. You fit in with the jungle theme that's going on. So we've got lions, we've got lambs. And actually, these pieces of work were created by somebody from our congregation. Jennifer was amazing. These were created during our Easter worship. This one started off as the cross. And as we worshipped, she transformed it from the cross of Jesus. Actually, it might have been that one. Sorry, read the back. This one, just edit that bit out. This one started off as the cross. And while we worshipped and sang, they transformed it from the cross, or Jennifer transformed it from the cross into the Lamb the Lamb of God that was given for the sin of the world. And then, while we carried on worshipping towards the service, this was the tomb. And as we worshipped, she turned the tomb into the Lion of Judah, the, the victory, 
the victory over death and sin. And then there's pictures of hands at the back that she drew. But she also passed it on to us. And we do need to find a way of using this. Um, Faye, come on. You knew I was going to get Phil, come on. Because here, this piece of art, you hold that corner, you hold this corner. Okay, is that upside down? You all right? Phil's RAF, he's going to sort it out, make it straight. I was not in the RAF. Okay, you know know what I mean. (laughs) Phil did things with helicopters. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This piece of artwork, can you see what it is? You're just trying to hide my face. (laughs) This piece of art was created not by Jennifer. This was created by our whole congregation. Because during our service one Sunday morning, she got people to come forward, children, adults alike, dip their hands in white paint and place their paint prints on the black sheet. So Jennifer passed on her skill to others, even though it was a simple handprint. And we need to frame this and put it somewhere because it is good. So this is a picture of unity. It's a picture of the Holy Spirit like a dove. I'm going to come from behind. You can stay there and hold it because it's nice. <laughs> I feel like I'm now going to do a propaganda video in front of something here, but hey. You know, we've got other stuff. I'm going to go quick. I'm sorry. We've got plenty of time, I think. Jeff, can you come here? You know what I'm going to give you. Alan, can you come here? Whoever you may be. And uh, Naomi, can you come here? You can have that. I'll explain. (laughs) Jeff can have that. Alan can have that. Now, these people at the front here have all got skills. Now, some of them might not be God-given, but I believe God has put something in their heart that echoes that. Jeff here is holding a paintbrush and a tray. And Jeff, when we bought this building and we'd finished doing most of the building work, Jeff had just retired as the (laughs) principal of Barrow Sixth Form. Perfect timing (laughs) to say, I'm not bad at a bit of painting. And so, (laughs) you know, now, Jeff would want me to clarify he didn't do it single-handedly, okay? But Jeff organized a team of people because Jeff had the skills not only of painting, but the skills of organization. And he got a team of people, the paintwork in this building It should have cost us about £14,000 to do. And we saved a lot of money thanks to Jeff. And Jeff was put in this church at that time to do good works. Because he had the skill to do it. If you'd have said to me, Johnny, can you do painting? I'd be like, it'd still be getting done now. (laughs) You'd be having paint dripping on your head and all sorts. And, you know, we're going to ask Jeff to redo it again in about a couple of years. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Alan here. A lot of things that Alan does are amazing around the place. You know, he's done little jobs for us. He's helped us fix things. You know, he's not Bob the Builder, but he's Alan the, Alan the fixer-upper. <laughs> and actually, Alan's got skills, and he's passing some of those skills on to other people. I've given Naomi a broom, because actually Naomi's really, really good and obsessive about cleaning. So I thought, <laughs> I'm not saying Naomi sweeps the church, but I'm saying maybe God has given you a desire and a skill to get involved in some way. And maybe, actually, the only thing you think you can do right now is to clean something. God has put that skill in your heart, that desire, that passion to do it. And actually, maybe he'll say, actually, yeah, let's get a team of people who volunteer 
Ian, just come out. I've not got anything for you to hold, sorry. Ian here. Project manager, Ian. What, what projects have you managed? Uh, mostly shipbuilding. Mostly shipbuilding, but he's done, been part of the bridge in Wales between... Yeah, Queen's Ferry Crossing. Queen's Ferry Crossing. So, Alan, uh, Alan, Ian, has done some important jobs. And at just the time we needed him, when we bought this building, we couldn't have project managed this. But God had filled him, given him wisdom, understanding, and the skills to help and pass it on. And I know he'll feel really embarrassed. All these people will not feel happy. No, they won't. All these people will clap them all. Ian will not feel happy that I've dragged him up here. He'll feel the most uncomfortable he's ever felt. But hey, he's my friend. But can you see already, Sunday morning isn't what it's all about. Bez wasn't involved in the Sunday morning services. <laughs> he was involved in creating a place that could be used to glorify God. Now, I've done a tiny sample here. I could get up all sorts of people, people who are gifted with children, people who do tech and IT, people who help with words, people who do all sorts of other things, people who make sandwiches for the warm hub, people who do all those things and give their time. God has filled them and has skilled them and he's using them for things he's already prepared to do. So the first thing you need to know is God has chosen you. The question is, will you choose to follow him back? In fact, you can all go and sit down so you don't feel uncomfortable. I've not quite finished. Just lay the things down, that's fine. But Naomi's going to sort out a cleaning team now, aren't they? That's what I'm doing. Okay. Do you know, Subway staff, what they're called? Sandwich artists. That's a fancy name, isn't it? They make butties. So Debbie, you're a sandwich artist on a Friday when you make the sandwiches. You know, they were taught the skills to create the right stuff. But we can be more than sandwich artists. We are God's masterpiece. And actually, many of the things that we've just talked about, Jesus did small things with insignificant people. Yes, he did big miracles, but there were meals with tax collectors. There were chats with people at Wells that made huge differences. Don't deny the small things. And they all start with being chosen and accepting the call, being filled with his spirit, coming under his protection, and that everything flows from that. You might look at somebody else's gift and go, but I'd rather do that. But actually, it won't give you satisfaction because God has given you something to do in advance that's just for you, which will give you all that you need to know. We'll come to the end. Bez was responsible for a huge project in the middle of the desert. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10 says this, and this is a word to us today. Each of you must use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Use what you have been given to serve others, not serve yourself. That is what Bez was all about. He didn't do it for himself. It wasn't for him to use. It was for everybody to use. The end of chapter 31 talks about the Sabbath. If you're in a connect group, I'll do some questions about that. But the Sabbath is mentioned at the end of this chapter four times. And the Sabbath is about separate, being separate, being different. Being chosen means being different. Bez was chosen to be different. I'm going to carry on to the very last thing. I'm going to miss some bits out. I didn't realise it would take me so long to get Alan and Faye to be masters at the piano. <laughs> Exodus chapter 36, verses 2 to 5 say this. This is after this has been done. 
Then Moses summoned Bezalel and Oholiab and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given ability and who was willing to come. There's an interesting word, isn't it? Who was willing. Because you're not just chosen and skilled, you've got to be willing. Who was willing to come and do the work. They received from Moses all the offerings the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary and the people continued to bring free will offerings morning after morning. So all the skilled workers who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left what they were doing and they said to Moses, and this is what we need to hear, the people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done. In other words, stop bringing so much stuff. We've got more than enough. How often do we hear that in church? Stop doing so much, everybody. There's too many of you on the coffee and tea rotor. We can't have 200 serving tea and coffee. But wouldn't it be amazing if we had 200 on a rotor so you only had to do it once a year? Wow. Stop coming and volunteering for Sunday school with Katie because actually, we can, I'm not saying that by the way, we need skilled people. But actually, wouldn't it be amazing if the people who've got gifts and skills, who are great with children, who are great with young people, who are great with older people, who are great with all the people in between, wouldn't it be great if they went, do you know what? I could help with that. You've been chosen, you've been called, but are you willing? Are you willing? Bez was willing. Final word. Are we a people who bring more than enough? Or are we a little bit mean-hearted? Now, you might look at yourself and go, I'm not mean-hearted, I'm not mean. But are you bringing your all? Are you bringing everything you can? There are seasons where we have to stop. There are seasons where we have to delay. That's part of Sabbath. But God is a God of provision, whether that's people or stuff. And he's a God of more than enough. He's a God of more than enough. And he chooses us to fill us. Do you notice, it wasn't the individual people that said, well, I won't give because I don't see the need. It was a whole group of people who said, yeah, I'm going to keep bringing, I'm going to keep giving, I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep pushing, I'm going to keep serving. That would be an amazing problem to have. It would just mean more rotors. And there's people in this church who are really gifted at rotors. <laughs> Not me. So, Bezalel, I'm going to write the band up to start as we worship. Bezalel was chosen. You, every single one of you in this room, have been chosen to be loved by God. Every single one watching, you've been chosen to be loved by God. But have you chosen to love back? Have you chosen to accept that love? Have you chosen to accept that choice? Bez was filled and ready to do what was needed, to equip others and to teach them too and to be more than enough. Do you want more than enough? Do you want to be filled and equipped? This morning, you can be. Do you want to accept the choice that God has made over your life? This morning, you can be. Because we have a God who gave us his son, who died so we could be forgiven, who gave his all for you and for me, and who left his spirit with us so that we can be equipped with more than enough to do what God has prepared for us. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that we can remember all of these things. I 
thank you that you are more than enough, that you are a God who gives and gives and gives. Father, help us to reflect your character. Help us to be people who are willing to give more than enough. And if we all do that, then there will be truly more than enough. Father, stir in our hearts right now the things that you're laying on our hearts, the things that we can do, the things that we can serve. And Father, do not let us leave this place without telling somebody, I really feel I can do this. And have a discussion to say, I can go further. Father, I thank you for your word. And I pray, Lord, that as we listen to those words of, of, of Bezalel, the fact that he just does the building, he's just a, a guy who is skilled. No other mention. And yet, he provided a place of sanctuary. He provided a place of safety and he provided a place that was to the glory of God. I pray, Lord, that our lives will be to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.